Hey, Woodford, can you not sit on the crinkly Santa hat, bro? Woodford. Woodford, come here. He's on like the crinkly hat, so every time he moves, <laughs> it's really annoying. Here, come on. Fatty. Hey, Fatty. He's just cleaning Don't talk himself. to your wife like that, Jake. Yes. Come here. It's, in a, it's inappropriate. Come here. Come here. All right. I'm just going to deal with it. Hey, if she wants to eat the tub of lard, let her do it, Jake. Okay? <laughs> She's a modern woman. You can't judge her for that. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna show you like what he's doing. I don't really care. I really don't. No, no, you get to see it. I'm also putting the fat part, and I'm gonna edit it out so it makes it look like you are actually talking to your wife on the pod. Jake, I don't care. Can we start the podcast? Too late. I sent you a photo. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. it. Damn it. <laughs> I'm not even gonna look at it. I'm just gonna delete it. Shit. All right, it came in. Fuck. All right, I'll look at it. Attachment, one image. <laughs> is that is that licking his nutsack while <laughs> sitting on the hat? Yeah. A talented cat indeed. Welcome to the Art of the Dive. Game week 21 has been completed. We have a little bit of a break here with the Festivus season finally wrapping up. And now game week 22 is on the way. Jake and I both had pretty good game weeks, so now we're happy. Jake, how are you, buddy? I guess happy. How could you not be happy? You had a great game week. I don't know. Life, the, the fact that it's dark all the time. There's a lot of things to not be happy about as well. You, Jake, all that matters in life is if you get a green arrow, right? So if you get a green arrow, then you have to be happy. And if you don't get a green arrow, then you have to be sad, depressed, and angry and take it out on your family and friends. Okay, well, then I'm happy. Okay, yay. Good job, Jake. Um, no, we both had good game weeks and you played your wild card. So we get to talk about that this week. Um, and discuss a little bit about how that worked out for you. And and last week, if you remember, you had kind of kept your cards close to your chest and you didn't want to reveal uh, to the, the podcast community and to everybody else or me that you had just copied my team. So that, that'll be interesting to get into and talk about a little bit. Uh, we've got a lot of big picture questions this year. A number of questions about World War III, so that's interesting. Um, we've got a lot of questions this week about the double game week that's coming up and, and how best to manage that um, or if it's kind of a trap to get too wrapped up in it. Um, talking a little bit about Vardy, some different low budget forward options that are continuing to come in. Um, teams like Everton. So a lot of stuff, Jake, this week to cover. I think we should get right into it before you start whining anymore. Um, and I think Shiva asked a great question that I'd like to start by talking about big picture topic today. Uh, Shiva writes in, uh, wondering if any of the past FPL winners took FPL seriously before the season that they won. If you make all sensible choices for 38 game weeks, you'd never win. There needs to be a differential success almost every week. Uh, also, uh, so-called, I don't know what, what I might have wrote that down also so-called serious fpl players stand no chance of winning so this idea that if you if you follow the game and play by the letters of the law if you will play sensibly that you're going to struggle to win fpl 
because of of the wide variety of, of differentials that you need to basically hit home from week to week in order to be successful. What do you think about that opinion, Jake? The first time I read this, I was like, that doesn't make sense. Um, but it's like the more and more I think about it, the more it does make sense. It's deep. It's very deep, Shiva. It certainly, it certainly is deep. If I had a dollar for every time it was. Uh, I think that, you know, you look at like a manager like Mark Southerns, right, who's this um, – the kind of the, the famous guy that's been involved with FPL for a long time and uh, with official FPL for a long time. And, and every single year he places in the top 10K. I don't know that he's ever won it. Uh, I, I can't remember that part of it. I don't think so. But but every year he places really, really high. And uh, they released a couple years ago, like in an FPL all-time managers list. Um, basically what they were doing was they would look at the overall ranks of managers over... I don't remember how many seasons, X number of seasons or their career and produce some sort of um, some sort of average or some sort of uh, standard for, for what made you a great FPL manager. And a lot of these managers have, have never won. Uh, most of them, I think, have never won um, FPL, but they place consistently high every year. I think there's something to be said for that, don't you? Yeah, I mean, it does make sense that it would be very challenging to win if you're doing everything by the book because that's what most people are doing. Uh, that's going to decrease your odds of, you know, extending yourself all the way into first or maybe the top hundred sometimes. So sometimes you do have to be like a little bit different. I mean, yeah, this I, year, I mean, starting out with Pookie would have been fantastic. And we talked about it. I remember we both kind of liked him and we were like, that's just too outside the box to do. Right. So, you know, there's there's something to be said for this. You, you have to take some sort of risk, but especially earlier in the season, don't you think? Yeah, I think that's the better time to do it because there's more, you know, less is known. It's... The comparison I think of is like almost like when you are placing bets. I mean, obviously, the people at in Vegas do their best job or the bookmakers do their best job in making a guess as to how teams are going to be performing. But no one really knows as much at the beginning of the season. And we're all kind of starting from scratch. So that seems like a good time to do it. Yeah, right. I, I actually completely agree with that. Actually, that's where that's why bookmakers at the beginning of seasons um, keep the the lines very protective, if you will. Right? They don't want to put a line up that um, that could potentially get them gutted. Right? So I, I agree. Yeah, the risk risk taking time at the beginning of the year is really important. Um, and then as the season goes on, when you start getting into more and more dangerous positions, you begin to you begin to you know ask that question as well do you start to get more aggressive or, or more risk-taking if you find yourself in a position, a striking distance, if you will? Um, last year, I, you know, going into the last few game weeks, I was ranked like in the top 10K, but I was not not even close to the number one spot. And I actually played very conservative. I, I played the simplest plays, the simplest captain choices. And I climbed up to like, I think 1,050 something is what I finished on the season. Um I, going into the last two game weeks, did make some slight differential transfers trying to, uh, you know, maybe claw some back. But the difference between the spot at 1,000 and number one was, I think, 120 points or something at that that spot in the season. And uh, I wasn't going to make that up without with all my chips gone at that point in the year. Yeah, and I mean, 
I see where you're coming from and I agree. And I think that the other way to make a little bit of a differential is with your chips or with like your triple captain kind of going maybe someone who isn't what the the masses are going with or even you know we've seen that a lot this this season where especially in the beginning of the year where people were all missing on their captain chips if you would have gone with differentials a lot you might have made up you know 100 to 200 points which makes a big difference toward the end of the year yeah of course playing hindsight i wish i would have played a bit more aggressive going into the last 10 game weeks of the season I wish I would have gone more differential on purpose. You know, worst case scenario, I would have dropped to 20K, right? Or something like that. Best case scenario, I would have cracked that top 1,000 or top 500 or maybe even the top 100. Um, you know, so you live and you learn. Uh, I was just kind of excited to be that that high and, and just kind of roll with it. So it's an interesting thought. Um, uh, psychologist uh, Gasica says, uh, when do we play that wild card? Uh, Just Gabriel says, have you ever used your wild card chip to cleanse yourself of the first half of the season, a renaissance of sorts? Well, you, you did that last year, right, Jake? Yeah, I, I did. Um, well, actually, this is the earliest I've ever used my second wild card. So I, is it, are you saying like the second wild card chip? Oh, so you're are you saying you're cleansing yourself of your the first half of your season right now? Yeah, I guess almost. Um, wow. I just I just think to me it makes more sense if if your team's struggling or if you don't like your team and you need to change a lot of stuff, it makes more sense to do it at the beginning of the year and set up your team with transfer with transfers which which can be difficult depending on how many top teams make it but i guess my thinking is a lot of these teams don't care about that it's the fa cup right care about and fa mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cup I, I just don't think the teams care about that as much so they don't care about those cups yeah, they don't care about it um so <laughs> oh, i'm just hilarious. hoping hilarious I'm just hoping a lot of those teams get knocked out and I don't have to worry about it as much. It's a gamble, but to me, it makes sense to use the wild card when you have, you know, 14 to 18 game weeks left in the season rather than like four. What about January transfers? You don't have any fear that like a player might leave or a couple players come into teams and disrupt lineups um, in January here? Yeah, I just don't feel like the January transfers ever make that big of a difference. I hope you have to eat those words. No, I really I, do. I may. I may. Yeah. We'll make you a small meal to, you know, a small plate of those words and you will eat them. Happily. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Well, when do you play the wild card then? I mean, so you're thinking like this is the time when you still have quite a few game weeks left to kind of play with it. Um, you know, for me, I'm, I like kind of like my team. I know I'm not doing great. I'm ranked 300K, but. I've made some good strides in the last few uh, four or five game weeks, and I'm I'm ready to uh, to keep that moving forward. Um, I do have a couple problems on my team. If I played my wild card, I was actually looking at it uh, the other day. I'd probably make four changes. Do you think that that's worth playing my wild card over? Oh, that's I think that's right at the borderline. Mm-hmm. That that's kind of I mean to me it was. I played my wild card because my defense was in shambles, and it was my fault. I got rid of Trent. Um, I kind of got. A little bit aggressive with going with Tamori. Chilwell got injured, so I didn't have any Lester coverage. You know, and 
I, I went with the double crystal palace, which worked in the beginning and then just was kind of getting worse and worse. So I didn't like the way my defense looked. I didn't make a ton of changes anywhere else on my team. Um, and unfortunately the one change I did make higher up, well, actually the couple changes I made higher up didn't work, but yeah, I think four or five, if you, if you have four or five, you have to talk to yourself and say, Hey, is it worth it? Now, if I make, you know, like, say, an extra 10 to 20 points for the next few game weeks, That's is hefty. it worth it? What what did you say? That's hefty. That seems like a lot after a wild card change, but. Well, okay, maybe like 10 a week. I, you know, I, I don't know. I guess to me, I, I brought in Cantwell, who got me an extra 10 points, mo- mostly because Vardy didn't play. But I also got four clean sheets that I wouldn't have gotten. So that's, you know, an extra 16 points I got there. Um, So I had a really good switch this week. And again, I got rid of Ings, which hurt me. Uh, But but that's a lot of points. And if that happens for the next four to five game weeks because of what I readjusted, that's just as good as if you you save that wild card for a double game week and and get 20 or 30 extra points. Yeah, I think it's comparable. I also think that you just continue to get absurdly lucky as the season goes on. But that there's that, too. There's that, too. Um, you make your yeah. own luck. Yeah, you make your own luck. You're an idiot. Okay. Um, Lego Mane and FPL Art wrote two uh, pretty mindfuck questions. So I'm not sure how we're going to answer them. But Lego Mane wrote in, what is the FPL question that no one is asking that we all need to know the answer to? I actually, I'd like to loop it back. I think that the question is the Shiva question. Like, can you win FPL playing kind of the conventional way or or playing without differentials? I think that that's a great question. I don't know how else to answer Lego Mane's question. Um, and we don't know the answer to that. Uh, I think the answer is probably mostly no. I think Shiva might be right. But um, And FPL Art wrote in, what is FPL Art? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I, I would think... say I, I, yeah, I can, I, I'll take this. I'll take this, Jake. I think like to me, FPL Art can be a lot of things, but to me, it's a mural of, of Jake curled up in a corner, like in the fetal position, crying. Uh, as his team just melts away because he played his early wild card. That to me would be like a grand piece of art. I would pay large sums of money for that mural to be on on a wall in my home. Yeah, that's a good one. I was thinking maybe the the prestige of hitting the triple captain correctly and you just standing on your couch in triumph as Vardy gets a a four goal banger you know that's what I would imagine so I imagined a happier like half glass full and you imagined a glass half empty no the glass is fully empty in my scenario Uh, that's true yeah it's been dumped out uh somebody smashed the glass on the floor uh Jake stepped in it and has bloody feet now and you know he's crying in the corner yeah (laughs) Uh, hilarious um Okay, Garf wrote a good question as well, I think. With the OR rank being so tight, how do you treat this, uh, good, bad, or indifferent? Uh, the OR rank is really close right now. Uh, the top, basically, I don't know, the top 500K, maybe even the top million are all pretty tight. Um, you know, one good game week, and you'll see people are are absolutely rocketing. Um, you know, so so how do you, how do you figure that, Jake? I, 
Um, how do you treat hits with that? Do you, do you take hits? Do you avoid hits? Um, you know, does it not matter because this is just kind of how it often is at this point in the season? Um, you know, you, you had said, you know, you like your wild, you, you like your wild card early. Um, do you have any hits in mind that you might need to take to correct some errors that you made or no? No, not right now. But, but I think hits are still, you can consider them if they're really well planned out and it's a good team with a good matchup against a really bad team. I think that's still part of what's going on. It's shifting a little. Watford's been a lot better of late. Um, you know, teams like Spurs aren't as good as we thought they were, maybe even with Mo at the helm. So you have to be very careful. Uh, and I still think it's best to try to avoid the hits if, if, if at all possible. But there's a lot of times where we're seeing these matchups where uh, these bad teams at the bottom of the table are going up against like Lester and Lester's putting in three or four goals. Right. And yeah. those are times where like maybe, yeah, take a hit in that midfield section and see if you can really make a jump. Yeah, I think we've talked about this in the past. You, you still, the hits are fine, but you have to have a good run of fixtures. And and for me, Jake, I don't know about you, but it's got to be more than one game. It can't just be like, oh, Lester's got a good game. I'm going to take a hit. But if they have three good games and you have a, a you know, a dead player basically in your midfield, um, I, I, it's fine. You know, like, especially if your OR is just okay right now. Like if, if you're mid, mil, you know, mid 1 million, 500K plus or minus, whatever, um, why not just like, kind of pick up the pace a little bit here, get a little bit more aggressive. Um, I wouldn't go crazy taking three or four, but you could take a hit here or there just to, to try to sort things out um, and and avoid using your wild card if that's what you're trying to do, right? If you want to save that wild card and you want to take a four-point hit to do a little mini wild card, two frees and a, and a, and a hit, I, I think that's a great idea. Um, anyways, mm-hmm. okay, those are the big picture questions. Let's get into the, the week, Jake. We got to talk about your wild card team a little bit. Um, so let's let you start. FPLDC wrote in, please tell me Jake's surprise wild card team failed miserably. Uh, <laughs> it's really unfortunate because it did not. I think, Jake, your wild card team is great. I mean, I, I looked at it, I was like, wow, hell of a team. You copied my team, is what you did. Um, hmm. I think, I'm convinced that you just bottled it. Like you were like, okay, I have to beat Marco. I have this lead. If I wildcard now, I can just copy his team and there's like no chance he can catch me. I'm convinced that that's what you did. So go ahead and try to convince me otherwise. I, I well, I will tell the listeners I didn't look at your team once. I You're actually a, didn't look at You are a fucking liar. <laughs> there is no way, Jake. You screenshotted my team on your phone and then you went onto the FPL website and just copied all the players. Then you switched like two guys out to like, oh, that'll make my team a little better because Marco has a couple little problems. And that was it. That's yeah. all you <laughs> Well, that's the thing is like I was really struggling with the wild card because I was like, do I really need to do it? Um, but right, again, so my you defense. Copied my team. That makes and that makes sense, right? You weren't <laughs> sure if you should do it or not. You were just like, all right, I'll just do Marco's team. Done. Yeah, I just the defense was killing me. I was like, I'm not getting any clean sheets. And then you know, you got Serge kicking the ball in his own net, and I was just like, uh, Crystal Palace can't keep a clean sheet to save their life anymore. So, and then Liverpool's been on fire. So I was like, I need to get double Liverpool D back in immediately. I I liked that Gomez has been playing very consistently. I don't really love that he played yesterday in the FA Cup, but whatever. Um, He's got fresh legs. He's fine. Well, and then I was really excited about Manchester United until they hit the, the, 
you know, buzz saw that is Arsenal. Um, <laughs> Mar- Martial has been fantastic. He's playing as a forward in the, in the midfield and he's not too highly priced. So I was like, need to get him in. Um, I wanted to get a Leicester defender back in. So I went with Evans who, <clears throat> you know, is he's played in every game. He actually has more attacking returns than a lot of other Leicester backs. I think he's got the same amount of attacking returns as Pereira and is way cheaper. Um, and then, you know, Fabianski floppy hands is back. I was just like, I got to get this guy back in my team. I, I like Moyes at West Ham. He's done a good job so far. That could that could revert back. But either way, I mean, worst case scenario, floppy hands faces 500 shots in a game and makes, you know, 360 saves or whatever. That's a lot um, of goals. That's a lot of goals against. You're not going to come out ahead <laughs> in that situation. I'm just telling you yeah. right now. Do I don't math. know. I mean, has anyone done that? No, do Someone the math. needs to do it's the a math. Three to one. It's a three to one save ratio. So uh you, you you lost that battle there. okay okay um and then cantwell is just he is a budget god this year yeah. i needed to get him back in my team i don't know why i ever got rid of him uh the the big issue was i got rid of danny boy and i feel bad about it but i thought jimenez was gonna destroy these next three game weeks and he may i, I don't think i'm gonna make a transfer this week i'm gonna give uh jimenez another chance um Watford have been a lot better and maybe I just kind of ignored that but he has Newcastle at home and Southampton away and then a tough run of fixtures and then I might switch back to Danny Boy so I'm gonna lose some some funds on that um the other thing I'm considering is maybe I can squeak out a way to get just go with Vardy and Rashford and Abraham but I I don't love Rashford and Martial on my team yeah that's kind of my thoughts but I ended up with 72 points. Um, the average was 48. So sorry to disappoint uh, DC, but my team did not fail. In fact, it it impressed. What was your game week rank? <clears throat> oh, good question. Game week rank um, 188,000. Yeah. Just so you know, the game week rank's always in the same spot on the screen. Every I time know, I, I ask know. you that, you go, game week rank, <laughs> where is that? Like they don't. Well, I always <laughs> look to the right because of the points and rankings. I'm like, that's right. where my game week rank should be, but it's to the left. That's why yeah. I always get confused. Yeah. They, they, um, they actually, they've never moved it. Did you know that? No, no, I didn't know that. It's there every time. So, no. Well, good to know. Yeah, yeah, good to know. I'm Jake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, I'll talk my team. Um, so it's the same team as Jake's, only I, <laughs> I don't have double Liverpool D yet. Okay, so that's it. That's the end Wait, of the story. So, don't you still have Salah, though? Yeah. So well, I have Mane. There's a difference. Right, but like the team makeup's just the same, right? Like it's like Salah versus Mane, and that's it. Oh, God. Our it. team, yeah, our team's, well, I have floppy hands. That's different. Yeah. Yeah, the two the two differences are that um, you so in terms of t- like if we just look at structure, right? Like if you take the names away and just leave the color the shirts there, the team shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it the difference is uh, that I have Pope, which is not good right now, and you have <laughs> Fab, which is is better than that, and I have stupid Surge, and you have double Liverpool D. So it's like you were just like, all right, what's Marco's team? Cool. <laughs> And then how do I fix the two problems in the team? Great. Check check that off. I'm good to go. Um, I also have Abraham compared to Greenwood, which is a big, big upgrade, I would say. 
that is that is a difference um you uh have a little bit more funds than me because i've been so bad this year so I'm well and i, I actually that. really wanted to switch to sala instead of Mane, just kind of mix it up but i couldn't couldn't find the funds to do it so that would have even been more like you yeah i'm happy you didn't because i like sala versus Mane. but um anyways uh yeah 66 points for me 590k for the game week rank which is good uh my overall rank jumped about 100k over the week uh so i've i've made some pretty decent strides i mean if you if we look at like kind of the festivus period or whatever so going back roughly four or five game weeks um you know like going back to game week 16 i was ranked 750k and now i'm at 300k so you know, not like spectacular or anything. I know some people have made way bigger strides than that. Um, unfortunately, the way my game weeks have been going lately uh, is I've had like a good game week and then a trash game week where I'm ranked like 5 million. And then I'll have a good game week and then a trash game week. And so the the climbing's been a little slow. I'm hoping that I can string some together. Uh, Trent with a return. Uh, Soyonchu with a return. Uh, Sala had a, a fine game. Um, kind of frustrating that Mane intentionally kicked the ball off the goalkeeper, got that rebound back. So Sala didn't get that assist uh, that was a great move by him uh, he's a smart fpl player i'll give him that uh, Matto quality match again and i think he's probably a season holder for me um, he's just been really really good um, and then cantwell as well i had two freeze and i brought in a cantwell and i brought in vardy um, and i actually captained vardy uh, and VC'd Sala. Um, and so kind of as, as most managers did lucked out because a lot of people did captain Vardy and then um, got Sala or Mane. Um, I, although some did, did go KDB too and struck out there, which is I think frustrating for a lot of managers, but yeah, so good overall, good game week for me. I'm, I'm pretty happy with it and I like kind of where my team is. Um, and honestly, like I feel pretty good that Jake, um, is so inept at in terms of his ability to pick his own team that he just looked at mine and copied it. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. So how could I have copied you though if you didn't have Cantwell and Vardy in your team? So you actually copied me. That's not anything. true, Jake. It's just mm. not true. I don't know. We'll let the listeners decide. I think I know what they're going to decide, Jake. I think we'll be surprised. <laughs> I don't think we will. We're never surprised with what they think. It's always the same. Uh, um Okay, so we should look at the Slack community team because I think that we did well um, again. So I'm going to pull the squad up here. Yeah. Yeah, never fails. Uh, that, all right, well, Slack. now I'm, I'm angry because there's been a little trash talk. So now the, the Slack community team is in my sights, basically. Oh, you're okay. That's interesting. It's uh, mm -hmm. 63 points, uh, 900K for a game week rank, um, overall rank of 17,500. So doing quite well and, and returns from Soenchu and Alexander-Arnold. Had Grealish, which really helped. Um, Mane, the downer was the, this was, you know, Vardy was the captain and De Bruyne was the vice captain. And that really killed the team because had, had we captained um, Mane, for example, um, it would have been a hell of a game week. Um, but it's just how it goes sometimes. So yeah, the team's onward and upward. I think we had one new person join the Slack this last week and wanted to get involved with the team. So again, if you want to get involved, just reach out, um, join the Patreon uh, and we can, we can get you into the Slack um, it's going well. Uh, Marvin the Gooner wrote in to improve my rank. Should I just copy the Slack team? Hey, I mean that's that's apparently the way you grow your rank is just find a team that you like and just copy it. Uh, just ask Jake. That's all you got to do. Uh, let's <laughs> Jake. Let's check out leaderboards. Um, 
let's do uh let's do the psl i'll do the psl super league first this week and then you do uh league dive this week top 10 okay so i'll pull up uh the psl super league here <laughs> all right psl super league top five players we're actually up to uh 17 total players in the league now so top five is uh emma fpl in fifth uh, uh, Delirious in fourth, Robo Cop, uh, Molly in third, Jacob minus 80 FPL plus 80 PSL. Uh, in second, the Art of the Dive podcast Slack team, uh, Marco doesn't matter. And still holding strong in first place is uh, Matthew Hall, Loftus, Cheeky Nandos, uh, a little bit of a lower game week score of 59, but I don't think uh, Loftus, Cheeky Nandos is too nervous about that overall rank of 3,228. Jake, could you do League Dive for us? Yeah, number 10, Rosa Parks the Bus. Um, <laughs> number 9. That name the, always gets me. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe not going to be in the top 10 much longer. Uh, second lowest of the top 10 this week for scores with a 42. Number I 9. Really hope, the re- I really – let me just be clear. Let me say something quick. I hope <laughs> that that's not intended to be like an inappropriate racist name. Okay? I, I don't know if it is or not. I can't tell if it's just like a good, clever name or if the person was like, I'm trying to be racist. I, I hope that it's not the latter. Please, if it if that is the case, don't let that be your team name anymore. Okay, sorry. Stomp out, hashtag <laughs> okay. stomp out racism. Continue, Jake. Okay, the Rico Reserves at number nine. Uh, number eight, I know nothing. Well, obviously, you know at least a little bit. Bilal Faraday. Well done. Uh, number seven, CP Warriors. Uh, number six, uh, KCFC. Um, number five, TBC. Uh, number four, Loftus Cheeky Nandos. Uh, moving up too. Moving up in that league. That's good. Uh, number three, Inferno FC. I feel like, you know, Inferno FC has been around a lot and has always done well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good for Amuda f- Favor. I don't know if it's, nailed is it. it Favor or Favor? No, either way, you nailed it. It's one or the other. Okay. Number two, uh, I know this name, FPL Lewis, Return of the Snag. Solid game week score, 74. I'm going to look at his team after I announce the number one. Uh, Lukewarm FC, Luke Burgess. There you go. That's uh, FPL Lewis's team, right? Yeah. Number two? Number two, yep. Uh, wow, where do you get all those points? Oh, Rob, Robbo and Trent. Interesting. Uh, He's able big, to afford. Yeah. Yeah. You made a mistake. You could have just copied his team, and, but you copied I, my team. I couldn't afford both those guys. Uh, that's yeah. well done. Yeah. That's good. He, he has a lot. Of, he has a lot of money invested in his team. He did something right in the stock market. I don't, I don't know what he did, but it's a good job by him. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, should we take a quick break, Jake? And then when we come back, we'll do, um, we'll do game week questions. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, stay tuned. Welcome back to the second half of the pod. Game week questions coming up. A first quick shot for the Patreon. Join it. Support us. Pay for our lavish lifestyle. Support the podcast. We really appreciate it to those that are already in. Uh, Shirts are mostly out in the mail. There are a few that still are not, and I'm really sorry. Uh, my local little rural post office had a meltdown when I came in to ship things international. Uh, they were like, where are y'all shipping them? <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't know, Europe, like mostly. And, you know, they had a little, uh, they had like never done that before. So it was, um, 
it was slow to say the least. So most are, are out. Uh, for those that aren't, they'll be out soon. Um, and, and so I hope you guys enjoy the shirts. Uh, anyone else that's on the edge about joining, we've got some different tiers. So you can check out our Patreon channel, uh, The Art of the Dive, uh, or get in touch. We'd love to have you involved. It really helps us out a lot. Uh, Jake, do you think, what? Do you think Jake, that what? they like what? God. <laughs> had to like pull a book off the shelf that was like really dusty and like blow it off and read like how to ship overseas? That's Jake, what this I imagine. It's not, it's not fucking Harry Potter. Like what? What? Who just keeps dusty books on shelves? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the Ripon Post Office is what I imagine. Internationalist bookish shippers, send it. You know, and it's like it gets wings and it just flies away. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem with the United States Post Office, though, right? Like they think they have to cast spells to send things internationally. It's, there's a reason that that in, that entire branch of of our government is completely in debt. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Uh, Okay, let's get into it. Game week questions here, Jake. Uh, The first few are all about double game week, which is coming up in 24. Uh, Liverpool will have um, their double. So they play, I believe it's West Ham first and then Wolves. Is that right? I think it's Uh, Wolves. Other way around. Yeah, Wolves Wolves and then West Ham. Um, And then West Ham, do they also have the double then? Is that right? Yeah, they have Leicester and then uh, Pool, right? Okay. Yeah, so it's it's really not looking great for West Ham and not something that I really even want to talk about. But Pool is certainly worth talking about. And I think a lot of managers right now are gearing up to try to figure out how to get that coverage um, for, for three Liverpool players in the team. Of course, there's a couple different ways to do it. The kind of big question last game week that we talked about was um, two at the back and one through the midfield or... Uh, one in the back and and two in the midfield. And Jake, I think you and I had kind of agreed that probably double double defense is going to be the way to go. Yeah, I just couldn't bring myself to tear up my team to bring in two players because it's going to be really hard to get Mane, uh, Salah, and keep Kevin on the team. And Kevin's key. I mean, I know he had like a two-pointer last week, but I made this mistake before uh, this year when he blanked for like, I don't know, a few game weeks in a row, I was like, oh, I'm done with Kevin. And then, you know, bam, 19 points. So I just couldn't see how to get Mane, Salah, KDB in my team and still keep a, a decent team going. There, there may be a way. If someone finds it, let us know. I'm interested. And then I'll, I'll write to the FPL community saying that I accidentally hit my wild card, get another wild card and copy your team. Yeah, because that's that's a failsafe plan. If you, I forgot to hit the wild card button, <laughs> oh god, minus eighty. Oh no. Yeah, it didn't work for me that year, but yeah. I tried. They gave zero fucks, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, zero fucks. Um, so I think. Well, I think Marvin actually asked an interesting question. He says, "Are we all overthinking this double game week, and it's probably just going to end up being crap?" Uh, there's a solid chance of that happening. Um, you know, Wolves away, West Ham away. I mean, West Ham have been poor, but Wolves away is not an easy easy match, right? And West Ham away, um, I don't know. I mean, you got to believe they'll be a little better defensively going forward here. Um, both away matches, I, I don't know. Like, there is a chance that it could be a tough matchup. Yeah, I don't – I just think, I mean, we now have had – West Ham get back-to-back clean sheets and they played Leicester close. But I, I agree. I mean, I think that 
it's not going to be fantastic no matter what you do because Liverpool have, you know, Wolves away is a really tough game. So I don't see them scoring more than like two goals. They definitely are the only team that I think could do it. Um, but Man City really struggles against Wolves as well. So I, I don't know. I'm just not that excited about it. Yeah. I That said, you still need to have three assets, right? Yeah, definitely. I think it's good to have three if you can manage it. But do you really think that... I don't know. I guess to me, I would be banking more likely that they get two clean sheets is more likely than Mane and Salah both scoring more than two goals. Right. Uh, 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 We've got a bunch of questions kind of about it. I thought I'll just read them and we'll kind of hit all of them. So uh, Lundstrom's octopus set is double Liverpool attack for the double game. It's just a basic shield move. Uh, can't afford to miss a haul for Salah or Mane, so just have both. And is the real opportunity to back one or the other and keep funds spread around other teams' tops assets? I thought that was an interesting one. FPL Normal One wrote, um, Liverpool, double game week coming up. Are your teams two plus one or one plus two? That's what we were just talking about. And then asked, what's your greatest life hack? That's a good question. Uh, FPL DC write, write in Salah, Mane, essential question mark. Um, and is Jake planning to get back son? Question mark. Uh, so let's start with that first thing from Lundstrom's octopus. Um, is double Liverpool attack for the, the double gaming just a basic shield move? This idea that like you need to protect yourself from them and, and maybe the real chance for growth is to actually have backline players. And then the other part of that, Jake, which two backline players, if you're going to go that way, is the best way to go? Um, why don't you start with that? What you kind of think? I just think it's better to keep your funds spread out because I just don't see keeping Salah and Mane for a long time on your team being better because so like we talked about so many I, so many other players have been doing consistently well. I will say the scary thing for me is that Liverpool's best stretch is right after this double game week where they have Southampton, Norwich, West Ham at home, Watford, Bournemouth. That's pretty good. So if there's Mm -hmm. ever a time to own both, that is the time. But, you know, we have players like Madison who got 11 points this past week. Um, He's had some rough game weeks as well, but Martial has had, you know, within the past six game weeks, 8, 15, and 10 uh, KDB as well. So I just, I, you know, I don't know how your team's going to look if you have Mane and Salah. You know, maybe just doing things like Ings and Mape and one higher price forward is is feasible, but you got to have a lot of funds to do that. Yeah. Um, no, and I agree. I, I completely agree. The second half of that, though, is then which two defenders do you go with? I think Trent is a lock, right? Yeah, I think Trent, and then if you can afford Robbo, that's fantastic. If not, you know, Van Dyke's next up, and then I I went with Gomez just because it kept my team very balanced, and I I like to have these three attacking forwards, but that might be my undoing. Um, You know, Abraham only got me five. Obviously, his cost is similar to the cost of Trent and Robbo, and Maybe I should have been paying less up top and putting more money to get to get Robbo and Trent. And that might be something I go for toward the end of the season. I don't know. Yeah. Gomez has been great. I mean, their back line now has, what, five clean sheets in a row? Correct. Yeah. So he, he's been incredible. Um, we, we knew that he had that quality. But we also know that there's almost no doubt that when uh, my tip 
and Lovren are healthy again, that they are going to somehow, someone is going to work back into the side at some point. Um, and, and there's, it's not that there's, they're just going to say, okay, we're going to play Gomez the rest of the year starting center back. Um, so that's something I think that I'm a little bit concerned about as someone who hasn't made the double move yet. I know that, um, so Matip was supposed to be back like mid December or end of December. And now they've pushed that recovery time back. Um, and they haven't really, they've kind of been tight lipped about it as of late. They also recalled one of their, um, youth center backs who was on loan, which a lot of people in the Liverpool camp are saying, uh, could be kind of an indicator that the injury is, is more serious than initially thought. Uh, Lovren has, I, I believe, a muscle injury, like a hamstring or something like that. Um, that was suffered a few weeks ago. Um, you know, the, the timetable, he's always hurt, right? He's always got a hamstring or something. And so the timetable on that is probably going to be longer again than we expected. So I think Gomez is a relatively safe pick for the time being um, with the information that we have. The reality of it is this next game week, Gomez could be sitting on the bench. And we just, you know, we didn't know that so-and-so was healthy or training. I think that Virgil is an interesting option as almost like a differential uh, to Robertson. Um, Van Dijk has three goals on the season, of course, two in the one match, which was pretty unprecedented. But, um, you know, he's, he's very good. He's good on um, you get some bonus points here and there. If you can't stretch to Robertson, but you have kind of that medium amount of funds, like, you know, you could afford something that was 6.7, 6.8. I would definitely go Van Dijk at 6.4 um, rather than Gomez uh, just for the security of starts and you know going forward as well that he's going to continue to start um, uh, barring injury of course mm-hmm. I agree that's uh, yeah there's nothing else to say yeah all right um, I guess we can continue to move on the next part of this like double game week question is should we be using the triple captain in game week 24 or hold it for another week um, later on, Jamie Dodd writes, and I'm not sure what the exact conditions are for a Leicester mini double game week or when we may find out, but would you risk not using the triple captain on that double game week 24 player like Salah or Mane most likely for the prospect of a Vardy triple captain or somebody else, of course? Um, yeah, right now the situation is that we don't exactly know uh, what the other double game weeks are going to be like. And so with this double game week early in the season, like a, a 24 double game week, for some managers, that's enough, right? You just just pull the trigger and let's get after it. Um, but blank, possible blank in game week 28, possible blank in game week 31, possible double in 34, and likely double in 37, or a double in 37, um, according to Ben krellen on twitter but we don't know which teams are going to fall into those it's dependent upon the fa cup uh and the efl cup uh finals so jake i'll throw that question out to you play the triple captain on let's say mane or sala or take the risk and hold it for another player but we won't know who that other player is going to be yeah i'm in the bandwagon or the camp right now of holding mm-hmm. uh wolves are just they're just too good um I, I mean i know it's liverpool they're the best team but I, I you know if it was like at least one home game for liverpool i would be much more apt to say yeah let's just go for it but again it gets back to the question like is it just too boring and safe to do it i think 
that's part of the reason I'm a little bit scared is that I think a lot of managers are going to pull their triple captain kind of early. And I just have this feeling that it's not going to go great for both Mane and Salah. And I just don't know which, which one. And I, I even don't really like the West Ham away fixture either right now. I'm just not a fan. Yeah. That's also where I'm at. Um, the thing is, we you know we could get smacked with it. There, there's a very honest reality where Salah or Mane, you know, get two goals in one game and a goal and an assist in the other. Uh, that's very possible. Or I'm not doubting that. Uh, it's just the way that Liverpool has played for most of the year. Um, you know, it's like they get up against a lot of these teams, especially away from home. They get up against a team, you know, one or two nothing, and they kind of bottle the game up and just kind of, they slow it down. They don't play as aggressive. And of course, the brilliance of Salah and Mane, you know, is such that they can unlock teams out of nowhere. But um, I'm of the opinion that it's it's probably going to be, you know, two nothing games or something like that. Uh, you know, are Salah and Mane involved? Most likely, but I don't know if if that's the threshold that I want to play with. Uh, to ensure that I get a huge triple captain return. Um, but uh, I would not fault a manager, would you, Jake, if they decided to pull that triple captain card? No, I don't think so. Of course you don't. Uh, Marvin the Gooner writes in, should we be looking at Watford more, in particular Saar and Decore? I don't know, Jake. Should we? I don't really like that. I mean, what's the what's the price of Saar? Maybe? Like, is he? I don't know. Nah. Meh. Nothing that you like about six point two he's at. Yeah, there's just like don't you think like Cantwell and Triore are better at that price? Yeah. There's yeah, there's there's nothing about you know, I mean, Watford have been terrible too. That's the other thing. Um and Decore's Decore and, and Sar have been decent players for Watford, but their production hasn't been very high. If we start looking like statistically kind of at them, so Sar averaging two point five shots per ninety, which isn't isn't bad by any means, about one key pass per ninety, pretty pretty average. And uh Decore at one point seven shots and one key pass per ninety. So you know, even at that lower price, you're not actually getting that much production now i think you know watford have been slightly better lately uh than i guess what they had been at the beginning of the year but that's not saying a lot is it yeah no and and tough fixtures too not like great um you know they got within their next seven game weeks they play liverpool man u and spurs like i don't know i'm just not a fan yeah. Emma writes in, thanks for all the entertaining and informative pods. Looking forward to listening in 2020. Thank you. Emma's such a nice cheerleader, isn't she, Jake? She's always like telling us that we're doing a good job. Yeah, it can't always be true, but I'm just going to pretend it is. Yeah, that's what I do too. Um, if someone had a friend who just happened to have wild carded out of the blue, what are the best strategies for killing their lead? Well, I'll tell you, Emma, I can answer that, okay? Uh, and it's impossible. You can't kill their lead if they copy every single player on your team. Um but, you know, at this point in the season, we are starting to get into like, you know, in the first half of the season, at least for me, I don't look at our mini league a ton and, and the, the leagues with your friends. And then in the second half, I start kind of paying attention a little bit more, looking at transfers that guys are making, checking their team out, trying to figure out where I might find some differential. For a, a situation like Jake and I, um, the big thing is that Jake couldn't afford Salah. So my big differential really is Salah. Any chance that I get to captain him, um, I'm going to uh, going forward uh, because I have to. And I know Jake right now is scheming. He's thinking about taking like a minus 12 to get 
Salah into his team, just drop Mane out so that he's good to go and protected for the rest of the season. Right, Jake? Yep, definitely looking at it. Yeah. Who are the best goalkeepers for the rest of the season? Emma is interested in as well. Um, You know, I'm in this situation, Jake, actually, where I need to move Pope. I I don't normally, and I've said this before, I don't normally advocate for the moving of a goalkeeper. um, But the combination of kind of Burnley's poor play with fixtures of Chelsea, Leicester, Manchester United, Arsenal, um, and then Southampton away with Ings on, you know, being as good as he is. Bournemouth at home is a great fixture. Newcastle away is a great fixture. But then Spurs at home, Manchester City away. Um, pretty tough run for him, and they have been mostly dog shit. Is there a player to move to right now that really makes sense? I like floppy. I like floppy hands. Um, you know... No one really separates themselves that much apart. There, there's so many keepers within so few points of each other. Like if you, mm-hmm. okay, let's say you know you have Pope. There's ten keepers. One, two, one, two three, four. Five. Yeah, ten keepers, including Pope, that are within ten points. Um, you know, and the top, the top guy is Schmeichel, but he's also the most expensive. So, I, I mean, I think you're you're just kind of wasting a transfer a little bit. Although I don't, I agree with you. I think Pope's, they're a little bit worrisome, but they tend to get cleans against the teams. They should get cleans. Um, That's true. I mean, they have seven, they have seven clean sheets through 21 games. That's not terrible. No. um, Yeah. I I, I went kind of with an interesting strategy because I mean, I'm going to be bench boosting at some point. So I spent a little money to, to do a double keeper system so that's why i went floppy hands and ramsdale who's also kind of high up um bournemouth have been more defensive and basically the games where floppy hands has a lot of tough fixtures um so he has like leicester and liverpool game week 24 which you know i still might play him because he's got two games um but ramsdale has you know a good you know he has brighton at home um Mm -hmm. and then 26 and 27 I think are another like tougher matchup for floppy hands and Ramsdale has Burnley and Sheffield so like I that's why I went with the two keeper system right now yeah I'd also just shout someone to keep in mind is McCarthy I know Southampton aren't great defensively but he has won that starting position back from from Goon um and and it looks as though he'll probably hold it and he's at 4.3 so he's a little bit you know if you just need a couple you know, point whatever million to sneak him in. He could be an interesting player to to move into the team as well. Um, okay, FPL Virgin, should I trust Mape and Brighton to take advantage of their excellent upcoming fixtures? Are they a total football, <coughs> excuse me, total football side, or are they a bit shit? Uh, DJ uh, Newton says Mape or Calvert-Lewin going forward and Native American Drake asks Dominic, question mark? Uh, so Dom Calvert-Lewin and Mopey, Jake, do you like either of them as kind of enablers given their price? Uh, would you be looking to bring either in? Uh, do you, do you like either of them? Uh, I think Mopey is okay. I would just uh, try to, sp- Mopey is okay. I would just try to spend the extra 0.8 to get Ings in cause Ings is just unstoppable right now. Um, yeah. he has... 
Lester away. So maybe now is not the week, but maybe if you hold a transfer and then bring him back in um, for the rest of the season, he's a little bit more, but he's also, I think, got around 40 more points than Mape, and he's 0.8 more. So to mm-hmm. me, that makes sense to try to get to Ings. Uh, DCL, I just, I can't. I just can't support him. I don't care if his stats are good or not. I just can't support him. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's fair. I I wouldn't be looking at Dominic Calvert-Lewin either. Uh, he's not a player I'm really that interested in. 2.6 shots per 90. Uh, he does have eight goals. I will give him that. Um, you know, and he, he has was getting very sparing minutes at the start of the year. So in his last... Um, you know, handful of game weeks, you know, zero goals, two goals, one goal, zero, zero, two. But uh, Everton just hasn't, haven't shown yet that they're like a side that I'm really want to buy in on. The trade-off though, is that they have some great fixtures. So Brighton at home, West Ham away, Newcastle home, Watford away, Crystal Palace home before some really tough fixtures. So if you're going to go with, with Dominic, uh, do it, do it now. Uh, otherwise don't. I think that that's kind of my advice. Um, get him in, try, hope that he scores and that you can gain a little value off him and then dump him when all the casuals kind of jump on board. Um, Bobby Love wrote in, looking to upgrade Rashford and looking at Aguero or Vardy, currently 450KOR, so Aguero would be a great differential to help me climb, but risks rotation and Vardy's highly owned. If you own neither right now, who would you invest in? I'll start. I You know, I didn't have Vardy. <laughs> At, I haven't had him. I brought him in, and then he he um, didn't play for two game weeks or, or get one game week. That's um, kind of what happened to me. Um, and so I, I would get Vardy in um, just to protect your your OR. He's too good. He's scoring too many goals. His stats are too strong. Um, I mean, he's at the point where he's gonna he's gonna challenge for the the thirty two goals that Salah scored a couple of years ago. There's a, there's an honest chance that he does. It's kind of a shame that he missed two matches um, because I could see him have, having gotten a goal in at least one of them. But I would go Vardy. Um, I get the idea of Aguero. I think it's a, an interest. I mean, anytime somebody said to you, Jake, Aguero is a differential, like you'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in that. But I think Vardy being as highly owned as he is, you just got to get him in. Yeah, I would still shoot with Vardy. Um, the other thing to consider is like with Manchester City still being in uh, Champions League, is that going to eat into Aguero's minutes? Um, you know, Jesus has been playing very well. He just got two goals this last game week against Everton. So I, I think Pep's probably going to rotate a little bit more than I would like where Vardy, you know, besides the fact that he's missed these two games, you know, he's nailed every game and they don't have Europa or Champions League. I could see Jesus kind of becoming a league player and Aguero becoming the Champions League player in a sense. Um, I, I completely agree. Daily FPL poll wrote in, what are your thoughts on Deli Alley? Keep him or move on? Uh, I got him at 8.1 mil, so I have a, a bit of funds tied up in him. Would moving to Mahrez, Martial, or Charleston or, or other be worth the price loss? Already have Madison, he says. Um, I mean, we've already talked. We like, uh, you know, obviously we like Madison. So if you already have him, you got to look somewhere else. Martial, I, I do like. I don't really like Richarlison. Um, Mahrez, I I worry about the rotation. Um, Spurs are gonna are not good, um, but they're gonna they're not gonna not score goals, right? Ali's hasn't been super involved the last couple game weeks, so having him I think hurts. But they will at some point swing back, won't they? <laughs> Yeah, I just don't like him. 
I don't even know why I brought him into my team. I, I actually like Richarlison in this instance, uh, just with their run of fixtures. Um, if you're going to do it right now, bring him in, go with Richarlison for the next five game weeks, maybe away against Arsenal, and then get him back out of your team. Um, Everton can't compete with the better teams, um, but they do tend to score goals against the worst teams. And then look somewhere else. So that's what I would say. I think Martial is probably just... He's better all around, uh, but there's a lot of there's a lot of tougher games in there with a Liverpool, Wolves, and Chelsea, and three out of his next five. Yeah, Ali. For the record, Ali's stats are pretty abysmal. Uh, one point seven shots per ninety, one point three key passes per ninety, um, six total goals scored on the year, but in expected goals of only three point three. Uh, so he's not really getting like great opportunities or getting into many dangerous areas or producing much. I think you're pretty safe probably moving him now that I look at that. Well, yeah, and even though you have funds tied up in him, you can still go to a Charleston or a Martial because they're both cheaper. So I don't think that's a reason not to. No, it's a, it's a good reason actually to sell. His stats mm-hmm. are shit. His performances haven't been great. So move him and cash out. See you later. Like if he scores, he scores, but you can at least move to somebody that's cheaper and then use those funds elsewhere. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Mars? We didn't really touch on him. Well, I just don't. I think the rotation's a risk, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I just don't like it because he gets too many one pointers. Just wanted yeah. to see. Yeah. Um, Ross Kenny asks, uh, should we keep Rashford? I don't know. Should we, Jake? I still like Rashford. If I have him, I would keep him. I mean, he plays Nor- Norwich and then away Liverpool, unfortunately. But th- there's there could be a goal in that game. And then, you know, Burnley and then maybe make an assessment after that. But I would keep yeah. him if I had him. He has an expected goals right now of uh, 13.6. It's pretty good. Uh, being on the penalty spot really helps him. Three and a half shots per 90. Um, I think... I don't know. I do think, though, like with Martial being fully back now, it pushing Marcus Rashford a little bit wider. I don't like that as much. I liked when he was playing a little bit more central uh, and was on the ball a bit more. But he's a good player. Uh, the downer for me is just like his price and the players in and around him. You know, like he's at Rashford's at 9.1. He has 122 points on the year. Jimenez has 106 points and he's at 7.5. Ings has 118 points. He's at 6.7. Abraham's at 115 points and is at 7.8. So then the next thing I look to is is the fixtures. Um, you know, Rashford, like you said, Jake, has some okay and then has some tough fixtures. The only plus is that United are good on the counter. So a game like against Liverpool or, or Chelsea or, you know, teams where that might keep the ball a little bit more, um, they tend to be a little bit better there. And so, yeah, I don't know. I I guess I feel like there's other good striker options as well. So I, I don't I wouldn't say go get Rashford, but maybe clean up some of the other issues in your team first before you, you move on from him. Um, OK, so where we're at in the project, we need to jump over to, to Captain Shouts. Um, Wilson wrote in captain options question mark torn between Sterling Jimenez and Vardy Um, I like Vardy of those three but uh, Jake who do you like for captain this week and why Um, I'm a little bit interested in KDB just because Villa are probably the worst defensive team and he might be a little bit more of a differential that's kind of like what my gut's saying. Um, but I think that 
<sighs> man. I-, I wouldn't go with Jimenez. He just tends to only be a one-goal kind of guy, typically. Yeah. Um, Vardy, I think, is definitely very, very reasonable, but I'm a little bit worried of like maybe missing a couple-game hangover, and I don't know. That might not be the case. Um can you imagine yeah, the amount of the buildup of Red Bull and port wine, though, in his blood system right now? Yeah. Like the, the very life essence which he uses to score goals is at an all-time high. Yeah, I just – oh, man, he's going to rage. Yeah. Yeah, and they're home. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm between Vardy and De Bruyne. That's why I keep looking. I'm, I think I'm going to stay away from Liverpool at Spurs, but could, that could hurt me too. I don't know. Spurs have not been that great. I could see, though, Mourinho, despite it being at home for them, just, like, pulling a Mourinho, right? Like, bunkering it as tight as he can and just say, let's try to let's try to muck it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I like Vardy uh, for the pick. Um, I, I think KDB is a good shout. Um, you know, differential, like Rashford or Martial against Norwich at home, I think could be good. Norwich ha- have continually shown that they're pretty trash defensively and and want to try to play forward and score goals anyways um and so i think that could be an interesting differential and i agree with jake i don't think i'm going to touch the liverpool players um and so so that's kind of your options um of course ings going against leicester i don't really like him so um all right do you are you holding a transfer after your wild card here jake or do you have an idea of what you're doing I mean, I like all my matchups. I'm I'm still really interested in getting Ings back, which won't give me a ton of points if I, I switch out Abraham or Jimenez. Um, the other player, I just, you know, I thought about bringing him in, didn't like his fixture swing, and now I'm just like, do I need to do it? Is I might, when Martial gets a little bit tougher fixtures, just save some money and go to uh, Graylish. And then be able to bump Gomez up to Van Dyke. Yeah. Um, he just, like, anytime Villa scores, he's a part of it. And he's 6.4 still. So um, 94 points on the year. He's definitely been a fantastic surprise. I still think Arsenal should do whatever they can to get that man onto their team, but whatever. Besides the point. Yeah. That's a quick, like, bang, bang move for you to get if Gomez gets dropped at some point. You can just mm-hmm. fix that right away and not lose anything in your team. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm not worried about Jimenez. Uh, I like his Newcastle fixture, and then I like his Southampton fixture. So, um, when when they go Liverpool, Man U, and then Leicester and Spurs, four out of five, that's probably when I'm going to be like, hey, maybe get rid of him, because they're also going to be dealing with Europa. Yeah, I think I'm probably going to dump him for Ings at that point, is my yep. plan. Yep, yep. Okay, um, let's wrap some things up. We got some rando questions at the end of it. Uh, follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL. We had a big surge in followers this week, Jake. I don't really know why. Like 50 or 60 new people all followed us. So that's cool. Nice. Um, online, DiveFPL.com. Uh, you can download our pod, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, basically anywhere. Um, but yeah, do that and share it with your friends. Tell them how cool we are because I'm cool and Jake's dumb. Uh, Native American Drake writes in. How do you plan on handling your FPL squad whilst also fighting during World War III? Um, Bobby Love says, are you scared of being drafted for Trump's war to stoke his overcompensating ego? And a psychologist wrote in Life Question, how should the USA-Iran situation be handled? These are great questions. Um, We were just looking it up, weren't we, Jake? Uh, What is the draft age? Uh, 18 to 25. So we're good to go, right? Yeah, we are outside. Uh, I don't surprise the listeners again because I think 
people were surprised at how old we were, but we are over the age of 25. So yeah, we I, cannot be drafted. I think most people think we're like 12. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, we won't be drafted. Uh, so I, you know, not, not planning on, on having to do that. Um, how should that situation be handled? Uh, that's a, a deep question that probably um, needs more time to discuss, but uh, it certainly uh, is a little bit mess, a little, a lot bit messy. And um, and yes, uh, in America here, I think I actually Jake think that um, Europe is probably more concerned about it than America is, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I have to unfortunately kind of read up on this in the next few days. Uh, I worked a lot of 14-hour shifts this weekend, so I don't, you know, unfortunately keep up with the politics during that time. But that's like, that's the thing. So, what's happened now with us in America, just for those that are kind of interested, um, so much of this, we're constantly fighting wars, if you guys haven't noticed. Um, and so, and so we don't, it's not that unusual for like somebody to be like, oh yeah, we're probably going to go to war with so-and-so. I know that's bad. We, we're desensitized to the entire situation um, and, and it sucks. Um I hope that we we avoid that. Desperately hope. Um, But who knows uh, which direction it's going to go. McNulty wrote in, who's your favorite U.S. footballer of all time? Who's yours, Jake? Uh, Tobin Heath. Oh, you're going women's team. You're going. Yep. I'm going women's team. She's fun to watch. She is incredibly talented. Yeah, she's so good on the ball. Um, I'm going to say it's hard for me. Both. Um, Fulham players that I love. Well, okay. Yeah. Oh, also Fulham player. Yeah. Eddie Johnson. I forgot he played with Fulham for a little bit, didn't he? Mm, yes, I, I think, think so, but I'm not hundred yeah, percent. I think so. So, uh, Eddie, Eddie, uh, Johnson's one of my favorite players of all time. Um, Brian McBride, of course, uh, one of my favorite players of all time and Clint Dempsey. I think we, we can't not say his name. Uh, one of my favorite players of all time as well. Least favorite Christian Pulisic, of course. Oh. Um, no, no, no doubt about that. Uh, Native American Drake wrote in uh, a couple things for last week's pod. Uh, he called you a Fiat 500 girl, and he said a Fiat 500 drink is pink gin. I didn't know Ugh. that was a thing. And we also need to educate you both on British culture, <laughs> since being uh, this into fantasy football makes you English. So on today's segment of being a proper Brit, if someone is annoying, you'd call them you'd call them a jerk. But being a proper Brit, you'd call them a is it a, a nonce? Nonce. Nance, you'll be learning more on next week's installment of being a true Brit. Better prep for the test coming up at the end of the semester. I thought saying nonce like that, I thought that was kind of like, um, like not, not kosher. Is that I wrong? don't know. I guess we'll have to wait for Native American Drake to get back to us. But, you know, this is great. We used to have a section on British words, RIP, Jim. Um, so now we get this, I guess. It's back. Hey, American yeah. Drake. Yeah, I think I think that's a good a good idea. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, I thought nonce I thought it had to do I'm looking it up right now. A sex it says a sex offender. Or oh, a child gosh. molester. Why I don't get that. Why would you use that? I I've always thought that that was a weird word and wasn't appropriate that you weren't supposed to use it. You would, Native American Drake, think that that's appropriate to just scream about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah mark uh says uh, excuse me fbl version sorry what's the funniest jake thing jake has ever done um i don't know cry that's funny <laughs> uh matthew hall writes in why do the philadelphia eagles have so many injuries did they hire the arsenal fitness coaches that's a great arsenal knock i like that uh yes mm. uh wilson wrote in 
did you like the Star Wars movie? I did. Did you? Oh, you haven't seen it yet, Jake. Uh, yeah, I'm either going tonight after this pot or tomorrow. So okay. to be determined. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, I hope I hope you enjoy it. I'm a pretty big Star Wars n- nut as well. Um, and so yeah, I actually liked it. It was a, a tough a-, a tough ask to do what they had to do to wrap up this um this series of movies, and I thought it was well done. Ross Kenny, do you do spaghetti hoops? What does that mean? Is that a sexual thing? It's got to be a sexual thing. It's a classic spaghetti hoop. <laughs> uh, you know, all those people over in, in in England, Jake, they love themselves a good spaghetti hoop from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. I'll we'll have to Google that or Urban Dictionary it or whatever. Yeah, I'm definitely not Googling it. I don't want viruses on my computer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, good luck with the game week all. Uh, Keep in touch if you have questions, comments on Twitter. Uh, Get in touch if you'd like to support the Patreon. We'd really appreciate it. And have a great week, everyone. Let's get out of here, Jake. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should dive.